I decided to do the Great Ocean Road, I think one of I ran, rang the charity, so Lucy at Neuroblastoma Australia to say this is what I want to do. And then I think I rang you to say, how, how the hell do I run a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna Liptak and I've been a fitness trainer now for over 15 years. Over this time, I've been privy to witness so many ordinary people achieve so many wonderful things. Through this podcast and the documentary I co-produced, I'm Not a Runner, I want to share these stories to show everyone that anything is possible if you have the belief and the motivation. Natalie Bunworth is the next special guest sharing her story on the Anna Liptak podcast. Natalie's quest to raise money and awareness for children who have been affected by neuroblastoma gave her a purpose and a drive to run a marathon. Having never really exercised before, Natalie has now run two marathons and raised over $100,000 and much awareness for neuroblastoma. Natalie will show us that sometimes having a purpose greater than yourself can assist you to finishing lines you never thought possible. This show is all about the ordinary, and I know you're not ordinary, but ordinary people achieving wondrous things. And over the past two years, I've been privy to see you achieve wondrous things, and it's been wonderful to watch. So firstly, thank you for letting me share your journey. And secondly, who are you and what do you do? I'm uh, 50 now, so and I've got um, two boys uh, who are 17 and 19. And I suppose as far as running went, um, I was someone who just never thought of myself as a runner. And then my husband in oh, 2008 decided to do the Melbourne Marathon. And, 2008? Yeah. So quite some time ago. Yeah, so yeah. I went over with him and um, I remember being at the start line and just being quite surprised at, I'd always thought of marathon runners as your probably Olympic marathon sort of physique and that sort of um, fitness level. But um, there was all sorts of people there. suppose that planted the seed. Um, and then my boys at that stage would have been sort of uh, six and four and I decided I wanted to get fit to keep up with them yeah so I thought oh maybe I could uh, start to run a little bit so I thought maybe Mother's Day Classic let's do five k's and or seven k's I think it was and had you run before uh no I was at school I was the uh, 200 metres and I'd start walking the last 50 metres. Like, and I just, running was just, I like walking, but I was never going to get any faster. I just assumed that that's something I couldn't do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I suppose I started with that. This, uh, it took me two years to get to seven kilometres and do yeah. the Mother's Day Classic. Fantastic. So yeah. how did you start? Um, I did the uh, walk 50 metres, um, run 50 metres, so or run to that light pole and then uh, walk to the next one. So just very slowly. slowly very yeah, slowly. Oh, that's fantastic. And did you do it? You know, did you do it with other exercise as well? Like, were you doing other exercise to coincide um, with that, or were you? Not really. Then I'd always walked, and then, as I said, it was just getting that pace up a little bit, and um, yeah, and just focusing on that sort of that Mother's Day classic as a sort of a milestone to get to, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I think what what you said was interesting in two thousand eight when you saw the marathon, that when you looked at everybody, you saw all those different shapes and sizes and ages, because when I'm in the running events, I'm always surprised at the people around me at all the different shapes and sizes because really there is no set look or that you have to be anything to be a runner. Yeah, no, anyone can right. do it. No, and I, I distinctly remember one woman starting um, starting the race, and um, my husband had finished, and we were going out. We had a shower, we'd gone out to dinner, and then seeing her 
coming back across the finish line and there was people cheering her on and stuff but it must have taken like she would have been just at the cut off as they were putting everything down but still yeah she'd done it and, and she, I yeah. bet she was proud with that oh yeah herself. yeah and people yeah greeting her at the finish line and stuff like that was, fantastic yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah. so what then happened to you like I mean now you have run two marathons yeah so how did you go from the seven k's and what made you want to run a marathon because I suppose then I was turning 40, that was a milestone, and so the City to Bay was something I decided to do. So I did that. Yeah. Um, and then 2014, um, we had a friend whose um, son had um, cancer, mm-hmm. so we decided to fundraise for him for Kids Cancer Project. We decided to get as many of us as we could in the City to Bay. So we organised 85 people. Wow. Um, I think 60 of them were, were kids. They were his mates and my sons um, did it. And um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great that you did that. Yeah, so that was something that um, – and then it became every year the City to Bay, we, as a group, we would do it. Um, Jay passed away, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, that became something we did um, in his memory for a few years as well sort of thing. Wonderful. Yeah, so that started me on the – um, running for a cause, I suppose, and so that became very important to me. That every time I was running, it was actually for yeah childhood cancer. So I wanted to do so. My fiftieth was coming up. I wanted to do something more significant for neuroblastoma research. So I decided I wanted to run for Neuroblastoma Australia, um, and then I decided. Jay's favourite player was Corey Enright, who was who wore um, number forty-four Guernsey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I wanted to find an event that was forty-four kilometres. So that was the Great Ocean Road. So and then I decided each kilometre was going to be for a different child. Mm. So um, then I started contacting families, um, and um, then I know I think our paths had crossed when Jay back in two thousand and fourteen. You were going to do a fun, you did organised a fundraiser for him as well. That's when I'd started following you. Because he's related in my family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had a few conversations with you, but um, and then I started following yourself and his and her time. So you guys were always in the background of my running and that sort of thing. Another really big thing was seeing um, Heather Brooke. Mm. Um, I know that you trained her and seeing her when she passed away, you shared her um, story. Yeah. yeah, and the way she said like, just do it. If you can do it, do it. Like we all set yourself a challenge. Line and she she was an incredible lady. Yeah, yeah, she was. And still, the legacy behind her lives on as well. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd followed you guys at the um, I think it was the 2018 um, New York Marathon. And yes. Stuff. So yeah. The, and that was the his and her timers that were training for that. And um, yeah, so they were maybe it's possible and yeah, maybe I could do it. And I think as soon as I decided to do the Great Ocean Road, I think. One of the, I ran, rang the charity, so Lucy at Neuroblastoma Australia, to say this is what I want to do. And then I think I rang you to say, how, how the hell do I run a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I've done, I think I'd done a half and um, I'd seen the his and her timers because you guys were doing it in memory of Heather. That Heather. Year. You'd yeah. all, yeah. Oh, that was in the city of the bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, so I'd seen you and um, my son had done his first half marathon with me. Um, and yeah, as I said, so I thought, yeah, to get to the marathon, I need some training and I need to um, find out what to do. So yeah, gave you a call. And I think you got me out to his and her time sessions. And then one of the things you suggested was it'd be really good to run with someone. Yes. 
And then you offered to run with me. So let's go out on Saturday. Like, yeah, I start. saw you run and I thought, oh, well, I think I could. we could be a good little partnership. So it was really good timing for me too. Yeah. So that's been really lovely. And I think that's a really important part of um, running it, for me. Um, and obviously a lot of people, they like to run with somebody. Some people can do it by themselves. I find that myself personally boring. So it's been really great running with you over these last two years and seeing you blossom. Um, yeah. It's been wonderful. So take me back. So we started running together in 2018 for 2000. No, no. So we were, it was the beginning of, I think I signed up 2019 yeah, in December. Right. Yeah. And that was one of the things I remember coming out to his and her time and you were doing all New Year's resolutions. So, and that was the first time I said it out loud. You said, okay, everyone's got to share their goals. And that was the first time I said, okay, I'm going to run this 44 kilometres. And when you verbalise it outward, you, you then are more committed to it because yeah. everyone now knows about it. And I think at that stage, I'd only, <laughs> I'd only sneakily told my husband and that was it. It was very quiet and, wow. and stuff. So, yeah, so I remember you, and we started running. And so that was 2020 and we got, I think we got up to our 20Ks and then COVID, yeah. COVID hit. So then I remember getting that. Um, I think we were supposed to run on the Saturday, Saturday and I got that message for you. No, I'm not feeling well. I'm not coming out. And then... The and that's a really week. hard thing for me to do because I don't like letting a partner down when I'm running. Well, that's what I know. And it was funny because I think you messaged me at uh, 11 o'clock at night going, no, I'm not going to run. And then at half past 11, you go, yeah, I am going to run. I'll be there. And then I think it was three o'clock in the morning. It was, no, I'm not going to make can't it. can't run because I wasn't able to breathe. So for listeners that are listening in, I, I did actually have COVID. I was one of the first people to have COVID. And that was mm. a pretty traumatic time for both of us, really, because we were right at the forefront of COVID. Yeah. And it was that night where and I... I I think that's part of having a running partner is that you really need a loyal running partner who never really, only if they're really sick, lets you down because otherwise that trust uh, dissipates and you you know you can really quickly turn away from each other. So I really don't like letting a partner down. But that night, I was in my head, am I sick? Am I not sick? Yes, I can't breathe. <laughs> and I remember yeah. that morning saying, oh, yeah, no, I can't run. Um, and that was pretty traumatic because I know that when I got it, then you were pretty well, that's stressed. Right. I mean, well, that's the thing. I think we got, I've got a phone call at work saying, okay, you need to leave now. You, yeah, you don't tell anyone, just drop everything, go home, you're isolating. But then working out that, oh, it was you that was that had COVID. And then I remember panicking. I was, the first thing was I just rang you and, are you okay? Like, seriously, like, yeah, we've just heard about this COVID and how dangerous it was and everything. It was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, Anna's got COVID and, yeah, just how sick are you sort of thing and mm, and then we trying. had the double entendre because our kids are at the same school so yeah then. yeah and then the school got had COVID and yes. then it was like yeah so it was yeah really stressful but I remember the main thing was just worrying about whether yeah and it wasn't that easy to contact you and that sort of thing and no yeah. and then I'm worried that I've given it to other people so it was all very stressful mm. then I'm in hospital and yeah so anyway so that was a sorry, bit of a setback, yeah, so, sorry so the marathon was the last thing on my mind yeah, for me, a while, me, yeah well me too so that was a setback because you were supposed to be running the marathon about two months yeah we were supposed after. to run it in May so um yeah. yeah and I think probably it was April yeah when we, st we started running again and um I remember I would do 10ks and you'd come out for the last 5ks or something like that just to say keep me committed to getting out there and doing this is after ones. like I yeah, got back from COVID. COVID yeah yeah that's right and then and I so desperately wanted to do it yeah I just want to ask you one question before we move forward about the training is that really your running had a purpose greater than yourself so you had the the children that you were running for 
yeah. for neuroblastoma. So that purpose, I think, is a wonderful purpose because it's doing something for the community, but it's also doing something for you at the same time. Yeah. But you had a greater purpose, and I remember many of our runs talking about these children and and what you've achieved over the years before, because you've raised, how much have you raised now, Nat? Um, well, altogether, probably, yeah, over $100,000 sort of thing. Which so, is in incredible. Yeah. So yeah. we've got that to talk about, which I think is really interesting because... Um, you also, you know, you also try and create awareness. And how do you create awareness for this? Well, that was the other thing. I think running with you, um, you were fantastic. At we would share posts, or we would share. You'd make sure we got photos, or you'd do video posts, like halfway through a run or something like that, just to raise awareness. But and you'd also wear a tutu. Yes, we'd wear our tutus, <laughs> and yeah, and my marathon, yeah, I wear a cape and a tutu, and all Which the names fantastic. of the children are on the back and stuff like that. Which but yeah, we had. Lots of run, like I think, um, and yeah, every kilometre is for a child, and it, you really do get connected to those children. So while we were running, I mean, Marco was kilometre five. He was in New York having treatment um, during COVID, so they flew back like three times to New York during the the height of COVID. Um, mm. So Eleanor, um, she's kilometre seven. She's in Tasmania. She hasn't been home for two years because she's had treatment in Melbourne, and they were in America as well. So. Um, yeah, and there was, uh, yeah, just so many of the children. Um, Jazz um, met us on the um, finish line. That was incredible. Yeah. So you actually didn't get to run, obviously, yeah, sorry. the Melbourne Marathon, yeah. um, the Lawn Marathon. Yeah. But you did turn it into a marathon yourself here. Yeah, well, Tell I think that's that. what we decided because one of the milestones was to do the marathon before I was 50, so that was personal for me. Um, obviously, also reaching out to all these children as I felt that, yeah, I owed them to to run this marathon. So um, I think on one of our training runs, we decided, well, we can do it anywhere. Like, And I remember you saying to me, it doesn't matter where we do it, so let's just do it along the coast here in Adelaide. Let's pick a date. And um, you looked at my training and where I was at and um, said, I think you'll be able to do it like in September on that week sort of thing. And I think your son's birthday was one weekend. Yes. And we said, let's do it the following weekend and that works out really well. So, um, and, and it yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it was. And the actual day, it was a beautiful day. We looked at, I think time wasn't important, but we just wanted to do it like for 44, 44 kilometres for 44 children and try and do it in four hours, 44. That was sort of. And what know. did you do it in that? Yeah, well, we did. We got, I think it was about four and a half. So, and I made sure I took a little bit of time to get, yeah, four hours 44. So, which but, was uh, beautiful, an incredible yeah. run. Did you think that you could actually run a marathon? I don't think it ever, no, never in my life. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it never. I think, as I said, I think watching you guys in New York and that your group of his and her timers, and I mean, your mum and stuff like that, I thought, yeah, well, maybe, maybe it's a possibility. But before, that. No, never, never. I really think that's an interesting point that you made there, Nat, because as an ordinary person, myself included, you see these elite people achieving these wonderful things like we do in the Olympics, but there's no way that I think that I could possibly achieve what they're achieving. But when I see normalised, ordinary people doing these wonderful things, such as you, my mum, myself, it makes it actually attainable. Oh, I could actually do that too. And I think that's the real purpose behind myself and this show and the documentary I'm Not a Runner is to show that we can actually all achieve wondrous things. I'm from a background of elite athletes and, you know, it's really important to recognise that normal people can can mm. achieve wonderful things. Yeah. So, and I think you've shown that too, that 
you know, that you've believed in yourself from seeing others um, and created that belief. So how did you feel when you finished? Um, yeah, so as I said, there was the one in September that we did here in Adelaide. Tell me about that finishing line because that was pretty special. It was. So the whole day was pretty amazing. So my husband and son started off with me um, and they were great. They did actually, every kilometre, they would actually ask about the child I was running for. So we started with Sienna and um, then we had Isabel and, um, yeah, there was Ava, Eli. So every kilometre, and they wanted to know the story of each child. So we were going through, and I think... Um, was yeah. there a story that was particularly close to you? I mean, I, I know they were all close to yeah. you, but... Um, there was a few, I think particularly the ones who were in treatment, as I said, so Marco and Jazz and, um, and little Sophie um, that's here in Adelaide as well. So, yeah, so there were some that were quite... Uh, did that make you quite emotional? Because running itself, that distance can make you emotional by itself. But yeah. having that together. Um, it, was, it just made it special, I think, to be able to share that because I think these children's stories have always been special to me, but then to be able to share it with, my husband and Jake and so um, son ran, he ran half with me and then I, Grange, I met up with you and so then we turned around and you were the same, like the whole way we were talking about each child, each kilometre sort of thing so that, yeah, it was really special and as I said, you did the, the second 22 kilometres with me. Um, then as we got to the end, um, I work in childcare, there was a little girl who was having a party at the park oh, yeah, that's that right. was at the 42nd kilometre mark. And so she got me to run through the park and so there was all these kids run up to me and there was high fives and stuff. And, yeah, you were getting pictures and stuff like that. It was that. beautiful. But yeah. And then we got to, um, yeah, the park and um, Jazz, who was kilometre 40, so Jazz is currently having treatment for neuroblastoma and um, she was there at the finish line with her family. Um, so she was in a wheelchair for the day, but, yeah, she got me to push her across the finish line and... Um, up on the hill at Walter Park, she'd made this massive sign that said, go Nat, 44 kilometres, neuroblastoma, and she'd stuck oh. it all up on the thing. And, um, yeah, Sophie was there as well. So And Sophie was three years old and um, she'd just found out. Well, she was cancer-free then at that stage. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was just incredibly special and there was family so and, special wasn't and it? people joined us along and it was just a bizarre day like the best way to do a marathon so much probably better than an actual event because yeah there was family there was friends and people popping in and out and then um, it was spectacular Nat so congratulations yeah. to you you know because you really did create awareness that day because I, I remember people coming up and giving you money as you yeah that's why people were about giving us money and donating because we were in our tutus and capes and stuff like that yeah so, and yeah. pretty special to have all those kids there and yeah. I mean, it was pretty emotional, really. I, I know that yeah. I. Was, yeah, so no, I don't know by how the end of it, it was, yeah, no, it was very, very special. And then, um, yeah, and then Great Ocean Road, so the actual event was in May um, this year. And um, yeah, so we, we had tickets because it was transferred. So my son decided that he would run the marathon as well. So um, that's pretty incredible in itself. Someone yeah. so young. Yeah, so he's eight, 18. He was 18 at the time. And he decided I don't know if I'd do that if I was 18. <laughs> no, well, there's no way. Look, how many years did it take me to decide to run a marathon sort of thing? So who knows what he's going to do. It's a long do. time for an 18 year old, yeah, to put aside that training. Yeah. But anyway, that's, um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so then, yeah, so Great Ocean Road was going ahead in May 16th. Um, so we went over there for that. Like, And I remember 
texting you on the night that it was supposed to be hailing and it was supposed to be freezing cold and like, can I run in my tracksuit or something? <laughs> like, I like be freezing. And then we got there on the day and it was the most perfect day. Like the sunset um, starting in lawn. So, and then we've, we've started running. Um, so I started with Jake and Jake took off. That was the last I saw him in the house. And, um, probably the best way when someone's too good you just need them to go anyway yeah well that's right and then it was like and then I, I remember distinctly getting to the eight kilometer mark so that was for Declan who's passed away a few years ago he is eight years old when he passed away and then there was the most amazing rainbow and that was me then I was I was just in tears I was quite overwhelmed at that stage because it is about rainbows for you. Oh, well, that's the, I saw, I, as I say, there's Lenny, we went, uh, you and I did the rainbow run one day down at Glenelg and had rainbows and we stopped for like 20 photos with yeah, rainbows yeah. and stuff like that. Incredible. So, and then yeah. you got the rainbows in there. Yeah. And Lenny, he, he passed away at 16 months old, but his mum, parents live in that area of lawn. And I texted her the night before saying, the weather looks shit, but I think we might get rainbows if we're lucky. And yeah, so it was, and there was rainbows the whole way. Like it was just oh, amazing. Incredible. So yeah, and I can probably remember the kilometre marks when they, they came out and stuff like that. And it was just, every time I sort of felt like, this is a long way. This is a long way. And this is a lot of, a lot of time. And I haven't got Anna to talk to me. <laughs> what am I going to do? And there'd be another rainbow and then it would just, and I, I did, I stopped for lots of photos and stuff like that. I was just, so you enjoyed it? Uh, it was, it was fantastic. It was better than I'd ever imagined actually. So Wow, because yeah. it's supposed to be quite a hard one, isn't it? It was very hilly and stuff like that. So, and it did start to rain at some stage and it blew and, but it was just, the fact that I was just doing it, I think, and, as I said, when you're doing it for the children and stuff, so it's like if you, it's not tough when you think of what they're going through. Um, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Taking that away from yourself, that sort of pain that you are experiencing, because you, you do experience pain through a marathon, but when you compare it to, yeah. like in many of my marathons, like you talked about Heather, you know, yeah. you think about that and what they're going through with cancer and things, you go, oh, this is nothing, you know, yeah. I'm not lucky to be doing this. And that was the, and I think that was I was thinking I was just so lucky to be here, right, and to be doing it and stuff, and um, and two of the girls like we had Sophie and Jazz that met us on the finishing line in September, um, and Jazz is like she's terminal now, so that she hasn't got any um, sort of options, and Sophie relapsed in um, December just before Christmas, so um, we had to we they had to fundraise three hundred thousand dollars to go to Barcelona to Spain for treatment, so. Um, we'd done a few fundraisers and stuff in Adelaide for that to get her across there. Um, so she was at, on the day, I remember sending her photos. I sent her photos in the morning, but she was in Barcelona having treatments so her family sort of thing. So, but I tutu and I put on a special crown for Sophie to, for the photo and Jazz, I was sending photos to her as I was going along. Wow. And, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's spectacular and incredible that you do all this, but it, it actually is quite stressful I'm sure for you you know carrying all that sort of emotion yeah. for all these kids how do you deal with that um yeah I don't I mm, it really motivates me to like running for a reason and just I'd like to do a lot more but I can't do anything else so by just doing that and putting on the tutu sending a photo or messaging them just to me it's important to let them know that especially some a lot of the children that they're not forgotten, the ones that have passed away, and then just, yeah, to remember 
birthdays or days they're having treatments or something. It's just, yeah. Well, it's pretty special. So, you know, thank you for all that you do. I think people like you in the community are so important um, for us and do a lot of work for us. And I'm so proud to support you and yeah. be a part of all of that. And as you do, you'd like you're in your tutus on Friday. Where's the <laughs> and they're going to get yeah. me crying now because it's pretty special now. You know, it's that greater purpose and, um, you know, raising yeah. 100000 and you saying you want to do a lot more. You know, you, you, you yeah. can't actually cure them, unfortunately, but we can yeah. find a cure for them by raising money with research. Yeah, it's just become a bit of an obsession. <laughs> I suppose it's like, yeah. And I don't, I would, yeah, I don't know if, it's interesting, I don't know if I could have run without that purpose yeah it's driving yeah. you which is fantastic so yeah. congratulations so how do you feel now that you've actually got a medal we, I know we gave you a medal at that end of yeah your... we did get one at the end <laughs> of that and then I actually got the one um yeah I suppose it's always about the next event then it's like yeah you think about what can what I is next Nat what's yeah, next for you I don't, I don't know I yet. do know I do know <laughs> you're thinking of something oh uh, we are like we were supposed to go to New Zealand for my 50th so we have flights and so yeah we've looked at some crazy adventure marathon up in the mountains in Queenstown so <laughs> Yeah, beautiful, so we'll beautiful. See. So what would you give as, as someone who's just starting out exercising who thinks they might, you know, might want to try 5K, 10Ks, 21Ks, albeit 42Ks? What, what sort of tips would you give them? I think it is good to have someone, maybe someone else who um, wants to do it with you, like a, a running partner or signing up to like a, a fitness class or something like that, something that keeps you a little bit accountable. I yeah. suppose, um, and yeah, not being afraid to let people know what your goals are and stuff because that keeps you accountable as well. You do it at your own pace. It's not you're not really competing against anyone else. It's sort of like it's your achievement and what you want to do. And yeah. I think that's what even with our run, like I didn't have to do the marathon in under three hours or anything like that. I could slow it down to whatever. And I you still do. get the same reward and satisfaction yeah. don't you whether you get 415 4 hours 345 I mean I've run marathons from 329 to 4 well actually one with my mum at seven and a half I still got the greatest satisfaction for all of them yeah um yeah. taking that pressure off yourself with time um I think it's really important because then you don't set yourself up for failure yeah. and I think that's why most of us don't do things is that we're too scared of failing and, you know, there's people out there that will say, oh, what time did you get? And they'll say, oh, is that all you got? And it's like, well, actually, I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you actually know what a marathon is? And they'll say no. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, then you probably, you know, like I think it's really important for all of us to bring people up rather than pe bring people mm. down. And I think that's all about, you know, m the training that we do is that it's about doing it. It's not about, it's about what you want to yeah. do and achieving it. Yeah. And I think it is, um, it is hard work. And it is, yeah, don't. Be, I suppose don't be fooled that it's just yeah marathon is easy I think it does take a lot of commitment and time and yeah you have to get out there every week and do that work and put those kilometers in and yeah it is it is sort of next level which makes it such a great achievement I think sort of thing like because you yeah. have to be consistent and you yeah. have to sacrifice different things in your life yeah and you have to sacrifice different things that you do with your friends but it, the achievement at the end, like you say, okay. because you do all of that and because yeah. it's such a long distance, it's worth celebrating. Yeah. And I think you have to enjoy, like, because the his and her time and that support you get 
is great. So those sessions are fun and enjoyable to do. The long runs I was doing with you and you're talking a lot and stuff like that, or yeah, or maybe you put on your favourite podcast if you're by yourself or something like that. But um, I think yeah, you want to enjoy the training. The, the training. Like I think that's really important for anyone with exercises that they find something that they enjoy. Yeah. And as yeah. a trainer, I, I mean, I, my thing is about variety in our sessions. So mm. I've never really done the same session. No, I, well, I don't think I've done the same session with you. You never quite know what you're in for or anything like that sort of thing. Yeah, so. and that's for 15 years because if I did the same thing over and over and over again as a trainer, I'd be so bored. Mm. So I think about the people in it. And so, you know, unfortunately I've created something that I'd love to be in, but I love that people get so much satisfaction. But I think anyone can find anything, whether it's swimming or whatever, um, that they yeah. could do that as their training for a goal such as this. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and finding a greater purpose like you have. Yeah, I think that's, as I say, for me, that's what I needed to do to to achieve that sort of thing. So that was important for me sort of thing. And did you have any ob obstacles? I mean, obviously we had the COVID obstacle. Um, <laughs> that yeah, was that, was, that was probably a pretty big one there for a moment. Um, injuries, I think I had a sore knee or some tendon problem at some stage. So I, that was the only time I went to the physio and that's when, it just was a matter of slowing things down and just realising that maybe I think I'd done the stadium stomp challenge oh, and yeah. then I'd done some long runs and then I'd done a few extra sessions and thought I was superwoman and then, yeah, realised that, no, sometimes you do need to listen to your body. You do your need body to, will take yeah. over, won't it? And I think you said that if, if you're in pain, don't, don't try and run through it or anything like that. Like, yeah, you do need to rest and... Yeah. Listen to your body. It's so important, isn't it? Because you yeah. think, oh, my, my training plan says I have to run 12 yeah. kilometres this week, but you don't have to. If your body's yeah. not feeling up to it, the best thing you can do is miss it. Yeah. And if a training session is not feeling good, you just cut it out straight away. Yeah, yeah. You and don't that's have right. to do it. And I think in the end, to get to that May one, I think I did cut out a few sessions, training sessions and stuff like that, just because I knew my body, if I went too hard, yeah, I was going to have injuries or something. And, and as you say, just slow it down, bring your expectations back a little bit, and then, yeah, but still manage to get there. So Yeah, well, congratulations. You yeah. uh, ticked off a number of your goals there. I did, and they finished the marathon, so it was 44 kilometres for 44 children. And then I got my official photo back with my time and it was four hours 40. So that was, yeah, yeah with all my rainbows and everything else. I was <laughs> that, that's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah. And you didn't actually realise no, that. No, I, did I didn't actually slow down. I didn't actually look at my watch or anything particularly, but that was it. Yeah, four hours, the, 40 minutes. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, so that was great. Well, so. well done on everything that you've achieved, Nat, in, in so many different ways personally and outwardly to our community. Is there any way that we can support you? Can can listeners support your fundraising in any way? Well, I've been fundraising for Neuroblastoma Australia, so they're a charity based in Sydney. Lucy Jones, um, her daughter, Sienna, um, passed away, uh, I think it was almost 10 years ago now. So, um, and she was my first kilometre. So kilometre one was for Sienna. So um, yeah, neuroblastoma supports research into neuroblastoma, which is a particular childhood cancer that um, yeah, the children I ran for all had sort of thing. So, so do you have a GoFundMe page? I don't have a GoFundMe page, but probably the neuroblastoma, uh, yeah, website or, and you can, I think 44 kilometres for 44 kids, you'll find me as well. So. Great. Well, thanks for coming in today. It's been really, really great to hear your stories and thank you for sharing them. 
Um, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for being my running partner. Loved every minute of that. <laughs> and we haven't finished yet. No, and the only time you haven't let me down is you had COVID, so that's all right. The only time you haven't turned up. Well, <laughs> can I really run with her in the morning? No, you can't run with her. Yeah, I can run with her. I'm falling over, not being able to breathe. Well, I don't think I can run with her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't let shy. you down again. Oh, yeah. um, but thanks, Nat. That's great. No, thank you, Anna. That's awesome. <laughs>